3: Wake up class, the substitute is here And it's time to welcome you, the internet To season 281, episode 4 of the Daily Zeitgeist This is still a production of iHeartRadio And it's still a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness It is Thursday, March 30th, 2023 You say what national day it is? It's actually National Take a Walk in the Park Day you know what I mean? Go out there and get in nature. Fucking frolic. You know what I mean? Stop being in the fucking concrete jungle. Also, National Turkey Neck Soup Day. I don't even know. I didn't even know that was a thing. I just like saying turkey neck. Uh, National Doctors Day. National Virtual Vacation Day. I'm That better not be some metaverse shit. National Pencil Day. And National I Am In Control Day. Shout out to everybody that walked in the park, including our very own Becca Ramos, who just had to stunt on us in the chat saying, yeah, I took a walk in the park. Okay, great. Fantastic. Well, guess what? It's me. The place in the place to be, the god MC, Miles G, a.k.a.
0: Jackie left me all alone. He went on
4: vacation when I got back to the show. Now these guests are my new favorite friends.
3: But when it's Crofton, I still miss those plumpers, plumpers. Okay, shout out to Fighter of the Nightman for that Jumpin' Jumpin' Destiny's Child-based, <laughs> a.k.a. Thank you so much. It's been a while since I've been able to sing that. And I'm thrilled to be joined by my guest co host who's a wonderful chef, who's a wonderful comedian, writer, producer, he's done it all. He's made it all, he's seen it all. And he's also, again, I'm gonna keep saying it, he's got the hands of Tyson, okay? This thing will break the the internet. I don't even know how else to introduce him, but please welcome Andrew T. Yo, what's up? I didn't have time to come up with a song, AKA, so the best I came up with is AKA Kirkland Jack O'Brien, AKA Wack (laughs) O'Brien. AKA it kind of feels like they got Randall Park to play Jack for one <laughs> Nah. Wait, what did you study in college? What was or you're a bio guy? You don't wanna we don't wanna do <laughs> too much did of this said- yesterday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well because Jack's a science. Ph- yeah, yeah. See, and Jack's a philosophy guy, so it's I like we gotta switch it up with where people's heads yeah. are. Yeah. I'm the I'm the I'm the I'm the nerd. I'm the nerd as <laughs> Jack O'Brien. I mean, that's true. Yesterday you were like, yo, I could sequence your DNA. <laughs> like if you really want me to. I mean, I just feel like don't don't do give it to the companies. No, you you, do the shit yourself. But, you just need a dude, couple. Andrew, jars. Andrew, I would I will go in on with like a PCR machine with you <laughs> just to start sequencing all these people we know in LA's DNA. Okay. just like as like a weird Twitter thing. How about this? If the writer strike goes more than a month, we're You're doing sequencing it 100%. DNA. Yeah, because <laughs> 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 by that time, every like. Piece of work I could pretend to have done will already be done, and i'm like, well, right, fuck it. I, g- I guess we're doing bootleg DNA labs. There it is, and then in the process, you're gonna have a, a, a wonderful idea, and you're gonna be, sad, baby. <laughs> yeah, it's it. gonna be about two dudes sequencing DNA for trying to <laughs> undercut 23 and me in a garage, <laughs> right? But then they find a dude with, like, again, like uh, Laura's yeah. <laughs> boyfriend yesterday who had the unsequenceable DNA, and then we get obsessed with this guy, and it's a look, I can already see it, and also then, I but we also have to actually- witness a murder. And then be on the run for it to be a good comedy. Yeah. You always got to witness a murder. Sequencing DNA out of the back of out of the trunk of uh, your car. Yeah, that's that's our plan. This is going to work. Well, now I like this. Speaking of the trunk of the car, which we don't fucking need because we're looking at a fucking wheel based nation. And I mean, two wheels. We're talking bicycling. Okay, our guest today is a writer, TV producer comms professional, and the co-host of the War on Cars podcast, please welcome to the microphone, Doug Gordon!
5: Woo. Thanks for having me. I'm, I'm amazed at that segue that you went from sequencing DNA to the back of a car to my yeah. podcast. So thanks. Nice work. Nice work. We're nimble.
3: We're nimble out here. <laughs> that was good. We're nimble out here. You know what I mean? That's, you need one guy who studied history and one guy who is a neuroscience person, and you have a podcast. There you go. Doug, man, welcome to the show. It's good to have you.
5: Yeah, it's great to be here. Super excited. Yeah.
3: Are you coming to us from New York?
5: Oh, I'm coming from uh, yeah, Brooklyn, New York. So Park okay, Slope, so, because of course, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Where I'm from. Yep.
3: Okay, and are you? And you're from? You're from New York originally.
5: Originally, originally, but I grew up north of Boston. So, uh, but oh, I've okay. been in New York now for 26 years. So okay. more than half my life. But I guess that makes me a newbie by some standards. So uh, <laughs> I guess yeah. what do you, yeah. What do you think?
3: Are are people? I mean, Andrew, you're, you're transplanted to L.A. At what point yeah. do you? How many years in L.A. do you have to say? Like you're from LA, you know what I, I mean? Oh, I don't even know about that. I I'm gonna you uh, I like say you're from uh, Michigan. Where are you from, Michigan? Right? I'm from Michigan. I'm gonna rewind yeah. that a little bit and say I kept on thinking of myself as new in town for one decade in LA. Okay, I would just. I'd be like, I'm new. I don't know where anything is. Yeah, yeah. But you're like, you just put me on to like all these restaurants. What are you talking
5: about? I I always think that like you're a New Yorker when you walk by a store and you're like, oh, that pizza joint. Yeah, that used to be a cell phone store. And as soon as you know that, (laughs) you you live here. You're a native.
3: Right. Like, yeah. Can you look at a storefront and go like three businesses ago?
5: And you're like, oh, shit. The neighborhood just totally sucks now that they changed that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs)
3: <laughs> amazing amazing and you know the, the are you like are you all on cycles you're all about the bicycle I'm guessing you want to we, we I'm be all more about
5: the bicycle walking public transit taking the subway yeah. I'm a New Yorker so I'm mostly yeah. on the subway or the bus uh but yeah cycling is a big part of it. it's how I got I, my start sort of in advocacy and doing this work that we do with a podcast yeah
3: yeah yeah I mean I think awesome. cy- like I feel like especially in the pandemic there was a moment right where you could tell some cities were like Fully being like, man, fuck these cars, like use these streets to do like bipedal shit. You know what I mean? Like we don't need to do all this other stuff. And I felt like I felt like it was such a good trend. I was becoming hopeful. I was like, maybe L.A. could have a little more bike infrastructure rather than like three miles of it just spread out through the city, like fragmented into half mile segments.
5: Yeah, Yeah, there's definitely some cities that lost a little momentum after, you know, things started to reopen and cars started coming back and full, including New York. Our sure. traffic is worse than ever. But, you know, L.A. Know. has uh, Ciclovia, right? They do that. Yeah. They shut down, like, yeah. miles and miles of streets all the time, much more than New York does, actually. So uh, there's, mm. there's re- reasons for hope.
3: Yeah, but I guess that's an event. Like, I guess in my mind, it's like I would love the kind of infrastructure that, like, you have in certain parts of the Bay Area, too, where they're heavy on. They're like, yo, bro, half of this street is for bikes. You know, I love that kind of thing. I want to see aggressive action from LA, but I know that will not happen because the wealthy control all the business here, and they like cars. So
5: yeah, people like their yeah. parking. That's the big thing. Yeah. I like their parking.
3: I was one of those freaks when I lived in New York, who I didn't buy a Metro card for a calendar year. I, I was like biking literally every oh. day. I think you bought in like a ticket or something. Oh no, no, no! <laughs> I literally I biked for a calendar year just to see if I could do it, and I I think I did the math and uh in the amount of like and this is a me problem not a biking problem you everyone should bike i think i spent more on like fancy gloves that i lost than i would have (laughs) on metro
5: cards (laughs) you did it wrong you need like cheap gloves that you get at the dollar store that you can just toss like you don't care if you lose them i mean i i actually nerded out one year and i bought this expensive kid carrying bike i have two kids and uh to sort of justify the cost i kept track of how many subway trips i was replacing how many cab trips i was replacing and i think in a year i saved over 1500 Ooh. And uh, I was like, "All right, that's good. That, this is this is a yeah. good amount of savings. This justifies the purchase of this bicycle."
3: Also, yeah, and I can buy three hundred dollars gloves because that's what I have. Well, like right now I spent all the money on gloves. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> right. I had sick ass gloves. They just kept on losing one. What were they, man? Pearl Izumis? <laughs> yeah, like just Pearl Izumis, and then the face masks. I got very paranoid about the the biking all winter part of it. So that's I pretty
5: hardcore. It. Did you make it? You made it all year, huh? Yeah, it
3: was that's not amazing. great. I got, yeah, I. But I was also young and not, uh, we'll say, not following traffic or many safety rules about how you bike. So there's a lot, all the, all the issues with it were a me problem, not a bike problem. Of course, of course. I will just say, shout out to the sponsors, Pearl Izumi cycling gloves. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why I know that. I just remember being a kid, and I remember when I bought my first, like, I wanted to get a mountain bike, and we went to the store. Uh, I was like, Dad, I want these gloves. He's like, What the fuck? You need these gloves for? It's like, it's like you're not mountain biking like that. And I remember they were Pearl Izumis, and I was like, One day, the I'm name have these the name gloves. sticks with you. Yeah. Right. I, I've got to imagine the profit margins high on those because they really push them at the bike stores. <laughs> I was going to
5: say I think they probably make more money on the accessories from people who keep losing their gloves than they do yeah. from the bikes themselves. <laughs> right, <I'm> sure, right. <laughs>
3: yeah. All right, Doug. Well, let's uh, get into what we're going to talk about, and then we'll get to know you even better. Uh, but here's a rundown of what we're talking about today. We're going to come back to uh, Representative Tim Burkett's comments about, you know, from Nashville after the shooting when he said, well, we're not going to be able to fix it. And when it was asked what the solution was, he said, I don't know, I'm homeschooling. That's my daughter's homeschool. So I'm not worried about it. So we'll get into that uh, very bad take and how the, the far right loves this terrible bad faith argument to be like, yeah, I mean, it's really the only solution to everything. is just to go back to the, you know, 1800s and just kind of bang like that. So we'll talk about that. Then we'll also talk about some a, a very vulnerable school principal at a, at a charter school, just to kind of go off the heels of, like, let's destroy public education, just to kind of check in with the kinds of people that are running some of the charter schools. This is from Volusia County, Florida. We'll talk about a very sticky situation they got into. And then we're going to talk about AI. It's being I read an article that it was used in a court in India. And that it's funny because the timing of that, like on Wednesday, 1100 like leading experts in AI penned this open letter that said, you need to figure out what's going on before we start going full steam on all these different models that are being developed. So we'll talk about that. And then quick uh, internet debate. We're going to have to settle here since we have some fantastic minds on the show uh, (laughs) where we will use our collective wisdom to settle this TikTok debate about airplanes. But first, before we do any of that, I got to ask you, Doug, what is something from your search history that's, you know, revealing about, reveal something about what you're into right now?
5: And if you looked at my search history, it would basically be things like pain, top of foot, mm. hip, muscle, pain. I'm yeah. a big runner. I run a couple of marathons, but oh, I'm shit. also okay. old. Like, I'm, okay. I'm going to be 50 next year. And Damn. so any run that I come back from usually results in a search of like, what was that? Basically. Right.
3: Yeah. Are you one, are you one of those runners where, like the first mile and a half? You got to just blow all the pain out of your legs and then you settle in. Are you kind of like every time I run the first mile is apps? It's like my bo- like I feel like that scene in Forrest Gump when his leg braces are breaking off. Oh, I'm, <laughs> That's how like, I, my body I say feels. The first first two mile. or
5: three miles of any race that I do, any run that I do is just like the warm up, which is a real problem if you're doing like a 5K because that's basically three miles. Right. <laughs> but yeah, that's pretty much me.
3: OK, got it. And then wait, what's it? What's the top of the foot pain?
5: Oh, man, like, uh, you know, your metatarsals is acting. Metatar- yeah, you know your stuff. Metatarsal, yeah. you know, all that kind of stuff. And then bottom of the foot, plantar fasciitis, Ooh. all that stuff. I, you should see my apartment. What are you heel it's striking?
3: Like a, What's your form like? You heel striking? Can we get some slow motion I heel strike a little video? bit too much, yeah.
5: <sighs> a little bit too much. Okay. okay. Yeah, my apartment's like a, a physical therapist's office. I've got, like, the foam pads, <laughs> the the TheraBands, and like yeah, the, yeah. the wobble boards and all of that stuff. So I'm constantly trying to, like, figure, you know, one thing breaks, you fix it. And then the next thing breaks. Like I'm, I'm like an old car, basically. Yeah.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I got some hip flexor pain. I'm trying to get basically. Yeah, we're sitting too much too. That's the big problem. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Andrew, you have. I I know you're a physical specimen, so you probably. Oh no. I I actually can't run. I I've had two knee surgeries. Really? Oh (laughs) yeah, I've had two knee surgeries. But between the one and two, and I'm sure that led to number two. I like wouldn't stop kickboxing, so <laughs> <laughs> like wasn't great. Probably They're like man, your patella can't handle anymore of these kicks. It, it really was not not ideal. And wrestling too are just like why why are we doing? It? I shouldn't be doing. Oh, wow. So I'm bad. I'm just like a at least earlier in my life, I was like I'll just get new knees. <laughs>
5: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you just run Do down to the store, yeah, Pick yeah. up a spare set of gloves and yeah. uh, new heels. An yeah. By yeah.
3: the way, not wise advice for anyone listening to this who still yeah. has good knees. <laughs> I know, man. I I fucked my knee up terribly at a, when I when I worked at Playboy. There was a staff party at the mansion that they would have every year. And there's like a hill at the Playboy Mansion. This is, look, I know it's a terrible fucking place to work. Trust me. I worked there with Jamie Loftus. We were there at the same time. It was kind of <laughs> a crazy situation. But they set up this slip and slide that's on a very steep hill. And I went down this thing full speed. And when I hit the fucking, like, backstop of it, I almost, like, full, hyper-extended my shit. Because, like, yeah. it was so, the speed I hit it was so intense. And I for a second, like I went to a doctor and they're like, you know, you you may need surgery because I was playing a lot of soccer at the time. Like if you want to do that, like and kind of recover. And I was like, well, what happens if I don't? And he's like, you could try and let it heal. It's like not so bad that you couldn't just like stay off it and see what happens. And I opted for staying off it. And I've stayed off it for many years now. To yeah. the point where I'm like, <laughs> maybe I need to get this shit going again. <laughs> yeah. Doug, oh, no. what's something you think is overrated?
5: Oh, man. Can I go on a rant here? Is that all right?
3: Yeah. Rant on. Yeah.
5: I say this as a New Yorker: expensive restaurants in New York City totally overrated. So my wife and I just got reservations for this place. Everybody's been talking about it. It's the kind of place where like you have to stay up till two in the morning when they release the next set of reservations. Like a month in advance. Yeah, and and book it like five or six weeks, and you just got to pick. It doesn't matter what time it is. Three p.m. on a Thursday, like you're going. Right. And uh, (laughs) and uh, it was good. It definitely was good. But I think we only went because everybody we got caught up in the hype. Everyone's going. And uh, my my general philosophy of New York is like whatever that restaurant is that is the place everyone's talking about it, you can absolutely find like the hole in the wall version of that place in some right. random neighborhood in Queens or wherever, and go there and spend a quarter of the price, for three times the time that you're going to be there, mo- more food, and come out just as satisfied feeling like you had a better experience. So I, don't wanna, I, I definitely don't want to shit on this place because it was good. and, and No, the call staff, them out. Call them out, Doug. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> They're down the hey, street. Type from it, in, so the, ch- type it in the
3: chat. Type it in the yeah. chat. So yeah. it's in Park Slope. What kind of cuisine?
5: Uh, that'll give it away. I've said too much already. People at Park that. Slope are coming for me. Yeah.
3: I get that. And like LA too. I mean, like, I feel like we're really going through like the Instagrammification of restaurants where yeah. How shit looks on social media, like, how it looks on a social media post is half the battle to, like, get somebody through the door. Because I fell victim to it recently. I saw this restaurant, and I said, yo, this
1: place looks fucking lit.
3: <laughs> I go in there, and the food was mediocre at best. Like, it oh no. looked good in pictures, but I'm like, "This y'all are not fucking bringing it for a fucking $9 taco, sir? This is not uh, This is not the place. Huh. And it was like, yeah, I had a real, like... I kind of came out of it being like I really got like seduced by the imagery of the restaurant, and but when I got there, the food is like not even close to how nice the ambiance was. I feel like LA is so clearly that like I've lived you know about ten years in New York and LA. I've I never at any point thought the fancy place was good. Like I I've always been like LA is the best place to eat if you're spending less than. I don't know, with inflation, $25 a person. I used to say <laughs> sure. $15 right. a person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it, it's better to go to a strip mall or get something from outside. Mm-hmm. Kind of categorically in LA. Like the yeah, fine t- dining here is real bad. Yeah, because the best sushi restaurants are not the ones that Nozawa is working with. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. Nozawa right. had his time. Nozawa had his time in the 80s and early 90s. I get it. And then he, off the strength of that, he launched Sugarfish and all the other shit. But yeah. like, it's not, it's to me, my mom, and we talk shit about Sugarfish low key. We're like the the rice is too loose. They're fucking joking. Yeah. They're fucking us around over here. And, and you and there are great hole in the wall places for sushi. You're like, man, this is actually the best fucking place out there. So, I I definitely agree with both of y'all. Yeah. Yeah, in New
5: York it's like if it's down a flight of stairs, like off the <laughs> right. side, That's a good that's a good sign that it's right. probably pretty good. Yeah. It
3: means the prices are lower as well if you yeah, descend. Yeah, exactly. yeah. send <laughs> it. Right. It really is. You're you're I love it. My my favorite L.A. grift is the Asian people just charging like a 10,000% yeah. markup for, I mean, look, I'll I'll power to him, but every part of David Chang is just like, he knows his audience, which yeah, is like, and why people like, even, don't know where to get in otherwise. Even like the overpriced tacos, I'm like, get in where you fit in, because people are going to, you know, people will know, they're like, I ain't paying for that, and other people will gladly hand over $12 for guacamole. Yeah. And I'm like, you have played yourself completely. <laughs> <That's> great. <laughs> But yeah, shout out to shout out to everybody finding the real spots uh, out there. Doug, what's something yes. you think is underrated?
5: Well, this one, I got to be pretty on brand. And I, I got to say bicycles, completely underrated, like as maybe one of the greatest inventions in the history of humanity. And I'm not I'm not uh, exaggerating. You know, if you think about I'm going to get a little wonky here, I guess, please, like if you think about three things that came out at around the same time, the right. telephone,
1: mm-hmm. the
5: bicycle and the typewriter. The telephone is now just this little computer that sits in your pocket the mm-hmm. typewriter is now pretty much that little computer that sits in your pocket but the <laughs> bi- but the bicycle is pretty much unchanged in like right. 150 years and uh, it's it's an amazing remarkable machine it's kind of amazing that all of these cities like you were saying are reembracing it and uh, I think for me like the most underrated virtue of this underrated machine is uh, you know everyone talks about you get fit you save money all this stuff you're always on time you know like when you ride a bike <laughs> you beat you beat traffic you don't have to worry about like if is the bus stuck in traffic or do i have to find a parking space it's like um that quote from from gandalf like a wizard is never early or late he <laughs> arrives exactly when he means to i feel like mm-hmm. bicycling has that magic power you're you're yeah. always on time when i when i bike to work i was like always at my desk at exactly the same time every day right
3: right yeah. I mean, that's not necessarily a point of pride for me. I pride myself on being late as fuck all the time to my <laughs> okay. jobs and then yeah. trying to provoke my manager to say something. <laughs> but he won't. But he won't. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, I the bike too, right? In the sense of like, what other machine do you have that can convert human energy like in the way that a bicycle can so efficiently to travel? Am I, it's like, like the am I?
5: most energy efficient machine you can think yeah. of pretty much yeah. actually.
3: Yeah. Every apocalypse movie and show is wrong because (laughs) in a real apocalypse everyone would have a mountain bike and that would be by far the most important thing
5: oh i mean i know this is not a very long (laughs) podcast but i could go on for hours about just this topic like i just watched the last of us which is incredible it's an amazing thing but there's a scene i'm not spoiling anything where they're siphoning gas but it's 20 years after the yeah that downfall of society like and they sort of make a nod to it and say, like, yeah, you gotta get more of it to make it work. But like, no, it would just be sludge in your yeah. gas tank. It wouldn't work. And there again, yeah, there are no bicycles in most apocalyptic films. But like if you want if you want to avoid zombies, bikes are a great, great uh tools. They're quiet. Yeah. You know, you can fix them yourself. A kid can ride it. Yeah, like the, you yeah. can roll
3: up on your enemies on a bike. Whatever, <laughs> yeah, they're like, super silent.
5: Away. Yeah, exactly. They don't know. They don't know unless
3: you <laughs> take the take the uh, baseball cards out the spokes. Then yeah, now you're stealth. Mode. I mean, honestly, a real future society is like everyone's kind of like a knight, but they're on a mountain bike. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just Basically, like real. baseball bats and bikes. And I, yo, I I believe <laughs> it, man. I mean, the and like I feel like the the we've hit the peak of what a bicycle does with electric bikes now, where it's like, yeah, now there's a little motor to assist you but we're still pedaling and shit. Uh, but, you know, the song remains the same on how to use it.
5: Yeah, uh, yeah. And all the complaints that you get about, like, oh, it's, I'll be too hot if I'm riding a bike. It's too far. It's too hilly. Like e-bikes change that.
3: Yeah, that's yeah. right. Ro- I live in a hilly, like, kind of on a, I live, up, like, a, everything is downhill for me, so it's fun to get to shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm like, wee And then when I'm like, fuck, I gotta go back, that's when I kick that pedal assist on, and I'm just like, Blowing, yo! I blow by like there's like this group of like Lance Armstrong midlife crisis dudes who like (laughs) they go in like a fucking full peloton, like you know what I mean, like up like on the streets, and I I fucking smoked these these fucking guys (laughs) with my pedal assist, (laughs) and they were like they were doing like they're like okay, it's so wild the fucking there's like anger with like non e-bike people to e-bike people i'm like yo bro save your energy for your fucking uphill ride yeah. when you yeah. to reclaim your masculinity in your tight outfit they'll that's accuse you, you of, they'll
5: accuse you of cheating but you're like dude you, you your bike has gears you're like you're yeah. not on a penny farthing <laughs> like, yeah right you're not riding around on some <laughs> i actually am bicycle. on a penny farthing right, yeah. out
3: of my way you miscreant right, it's like yeah, oh shit yeah, yeah exactly and I, that's why i'm like it's not a competition you're doing this for exercise i'm going to fucking buy black and <laughs> like you know fucking blunts and shit or whatever <laughs> yeah. at the store like fuck uh. i hadn't been to new york in so long and i went last year and i i was on a city bike and i was trying to keep pace with this person who i was like i feel like i should be beating them on the <laughs> bike and i did not realize until they smoked me right around actually right around park slope that i was like oh they've been on an e-bike this whole time <laughs> it was when they stopped pedaling and kept accelerating for like two blocks yeah. and i was like okay Thank God. This must be take some <laughs> kind of invisible sale technology there. <laughs> I was just like,
5: oh, 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 right, oh, my God. God.
3: I can't, I can't lose. <laughs> I love what that does to people, though, for real. Like, you're like, I shouldn't be beaten by this fool, like with the <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> tattered sweatpants and like half a sandal on. But yeah, guess what? You did. All right. Let's take a quick break, and we'll come right back to talk about our homeschooling future right after this.
4: all lowercase go to shopify.com slash tdz to take your retail business to the next level today shopify.com slash tdz
2: happy pride from tomboy x celebrating pride and the queer community all year queer founded queer run and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear swimwear and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin tomboy x just dropped their pride 24 collection Obsessively fit-tested for all-day comfort in sizes 3 extra small through 6X. Visit TomboyX.com.
0: You like to watch new stuff, right, Zai Gang? I know I do. Well, go to Hulu and see what's new. Because Hulu has new stuff all the time, like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump,
3: And we're back. And just wanted to continue on something that Andrew brought up yesterday when we were talking about Representative Tim Burkett or Burchett uh, from Tennessee, who was asked a very direct question about, you know, school shootings and what Congress's role in it, which he said, I don't really think we have a role at all. And then more importantly, when, you know, uh, this journalist was like, well, you're clearly acknowledging the danger. How do you think we protect people like your daughter you just mentioned? And this was his answer.
5: What should be done with, to protect people like your little girl from being safe at school?
3: Well, we homeschooler. But, you know, that's our decision. Some people don't have that option. And frankly, some people don't need to do it. I mean, They don't have to. Um, it just suited our needs much better. So this has brought on a lot of conversation around homeschooling because it, this is like this. It's becoming a very it's like this is like the new response. Uh, from the GOP rather than gun control. It was either like, it's a mental health crisis, but we're not going to fund it. <laughs> or it's, yeah, maybe that's why you shouldn't be in fucking schools. And a lot of people, like I said, we're like, to your point, uh, Andrew, you're like, this is, this is, this is all like, that was the perfect answer for the GOP because a, you're being like, I'm offering uh terrible solution that's actually privatization yeah and yeah i think a lot of people were just sort of like this is just an absolute absurdity because when you're talking about school shooting and the and the answer is to protect them with homeschooling that's again like he said not a possibility for everyone and also not a fucking solution uh to the problem it's bad for some it is like a little look i know that when they're like don't politicize the school shooting it's like just a talking point and it's bullshit but it yeah. is a little like amazing how effortlessly he pivoted from this tragedy to just a different talking point yeah than, like politicizing <laughs> it in a admittedly unique but perfect for these scumbags way it's like you know yeah well, i guess this, he stayed on message yeah like okay so after uvalde last year multiple conservative and right-wing like f- far-right uh publications were putting out op-eds that were like man Vert like the, extolling the virtues of homeschooling. They're like, this is the real practical fix for school shootings. Uh, one headline was, homeschooling surges as parents seek escape from shootings, violence. Another one said, tragedies like the Texas shooting make a somber case for homeschooling. And in that, it says, you know, the, it sort of starts off saying, tragedies like the shooting in Texas are heartbreaking but far too common. But to protect the most precious, innocent lives among us, parents must educate their kids at home. Now, a lot of parents... In Uvalde did opt to homeschool their kids, which I understand because that was a total collapse and failure of any system of safety that, you know, you could have hoped for. But this is just such a bad faith argument. And it's really not even talking about like the benefits of homeschooling so much as to your point. It's about weakening public education.
5: Well, they just want to basically give all the money that they're spending on public education to these homeschoolers, right? Like, Mm -hmm. you know, if you want to homeschool your kid, fine like that's your choice yeah. you can do it but you shouldn't necessarily get public money taxpayer dollars to go do that cuz it takes taxpayer dollars out of the school system and makes our schools worse exactly. and this is just they're like you said they're politicizing this thing to just advance the the school choice goals that they have to weaken and ultimately destroy public schools i went to public and- schools as a kid and i got a great education my kids go to public schools we should be funding them a thousand times more than we are now, but that's yeah. not that that doesn't jive with the Republican agenda. So here
3: you go. Well, and and they love anything that would repeatedly make a public school seem like a unsafe place. And conversely, yeah. or the other side of it too is like we'll be like, well, this pu- this private school has you know former Mossad agents guarding the <laughs> the exterior of it, so I feel like my child will be safe there. But yeah. again, you're looking at all these disparities, and a lot and the other the other part of it too, like you know, and reading this one piece in Jezebel, which uh, like is was a really main huge point too is a lot of women most likely will probably end up staying home to yeah. educate the kids so we are fully like we're, we're regressing and it's like a very efficient way to regress that like it incentivizes privatization and reinforcing yeah. these like old like gender roles and and it gives half or whatever the of the population a shitty like education that is like clearly politically biased. Mm-hmm. I will throw out one possibility, which is that like in a law of intended conse- unintended consequences style, I do think if every one of these right wing goons took their kids and <laughs> private or uh, homeschooled them, it actually probably would reduce school shootings because I'm just going to throw this out there. Those are the kids that highly over index for being school shooters. Yeah, it's it's definitely like when you look at the problem, right, like <laughs> just like with our gun problems, right? We have so many guns, but a lot of gun violence happens inside of people's homes.
5: I mean, yeah, I was going to say, like, the the most safe place that most kids can be for most of the day is at school, despite these high profile and very scary school shootings. Like there is not just guns at home, but there's abusive parents at home. There's all kinds of stuff that like there, you know, a lot of kids here in New York City. We have a lot of homeless kids who go to public schools and they only get like breakfast and lunch, because they right. go to school, like right. it's safer for a lot of kids to be in a public school than it is at home.
3: And what's wild is even like the coalition for responsible home education. Right. They're like this nonpartisan group. That's like they advocate for homeschooling and stuff like that. They pointed out they're like, I don't know if that's a solution to fucking school. They were like, that's not really this. I mean, we like we advocate for it, but that ain't that's not the solution. And they pointed out they pointed out Quote, at least 156 homeschooled children have been murdered in homeschooling environments over the past two decades, which is a rate higher than that of their public school peers. So, again, no one's saying that it's like bad, but it's so deregulated that it leaves kids, especially like, as they point out, uniquely uh, vulnerable to abuse and neglect. And then also, like, again. It avoids the actual issue that has to be addressed, which is
5: guns. <laughs> Too many yeah. guns. Too many guns. Too By many way, fucking guns.
3: I'm not speaking for the podcast, but I am saying homeschooling schooling is bad. Just FYI. <laughs> I'll say this. I knew, I remember I, I like was in a couple of youth sports and like youth like art programs with some kids that were homeschooled, and they were definitely socialized in a completely different manner than yeah. I was. Like one yeah. I remember one kid. His whole vibe, like we were 12, I thought he was like 40 years old. Like he lost the, key, like he was like so buttoned up, you know yeah. what I mean? And had no, like, because he wasn't around other kids to like know what fucking yeah. around looked like. And then yeah. we would be fucking around. He's like, I don't know if this is actually good. We're like, what? <laughs> uh, but again, it's, yes, I, all, there but, are reasons and there are edge cases for everything, but I'm yeah. comfortable saying, I think it's broadly bad, not yeah, necessarily Yeah,
5: more on the Andrew side with, than not. Yeah.
3: Oh sure. yeah. At the end of the day, if it's a, if there's a binary that I have to choose between it's public schools all fucking day and it's paid these motherfucking teachers at least 60, 70 K a year. Some Jesus, like they, yeah. they have to be fucking living. With, Cause that's the other insidious part of this whole thing too, is they're, they're trying to completely. Uh, demoralize people that are that want to be in education by being like, yeah, man, you're not going to really have a lot of resources at your disposal. <sighs> Still like to do it. Could also do something else. So it's uh, yeah, it's a slippery slope. So let's talk about some of the alternatives to, to these public schools that a lot of people like, which is charter schools. And again, not all charter schools are bad, but I do want to point out this charter school in Volusia County, Florida. This principal had to resign after she wrote a check. To Elon Musk, because it was a science sort of focused tech magnet, and she really wanted to get a leg up on, you know, the other schools and being like, you know, it'd be great if Elon Musk was fucking with this school. (coughs) And let's just hear from this local news report. McGee says she spent months talking to someone she thought was Elon Musk. She was hoping to get the space pioneer to invest millions in the school in exchange for a 100,000 upfront investment. <laughs> the school's business manager got wind of what happened and canceled the check before it was cashed. But tonight, at a sometimes chaotic and packed school board meeting, other school administrators say McGee was repeatedly warned it was a scam and laid out other issues they say led to a toxic work environment. When employees said they could no longer work under Dr. McGee, McGee resigned and left the building. <laughs> oh man! Oh no! So this poor boomer, she thought she just went. Oh, Elon Musk! <laughs> what? I'm talking to Elon. You'll this is like the classic? You'll invest in our art school, but only for an upfront <laughs> like investment of a hundred thousand fucking dollars. <laughs>
5: This is like the email you get from a, a friend, you know, who's hacked your account or something like that. It's like, help me. I'm stuck. Please wire right. me $10,000. Yeah. I'll pay you back 50000 Right. Yeah. I, I, I feel bad for her.
3: I oh, I, I mean, I, I, <laughs> I do in that, like, I don't, I don't, it's sad when people are so genuinely deceived, but at the end of the day, this, I, I, I kind of, I'm like, well, dear. you're, this is you're the architect of your own failure here yeah. because you are so goofed up on Elon Musk being some kind of like tech savior that it didn't even like all reason goes out the window because you thought you're talking to Elon Musk or something. Yeah, I mean, I think, look, if you're the principal of a, I think they said a science school and you <laughs> think Elon Musk's like the evidence is his involvement is anti-science. So yeah, yeah. even if it were real Elon Musk, <laughs> that should be grounds for right. you to be removed. Yeah.
5: Yeah, like like, that. Uh, would you like to put this car tunnel under your high school yeah. uh, instead mm. of school buses to get the kids to and from school? Uh, no, mm. Don't fall for that, folks.
3: He's a yeah. proven liar and an idiot. The one thing I will say is his Twitter profile, I think, has been a boon to scammers because mm-hmm. he's proven himself to be so, like, inarticulate and idiotic that <laughs> if you've received an email written in scammerese, right. you would have to be like, this might be real Elon Musk. Yeah, it could be. Because he, <laughs> he writes like a bozo. Yeah. yeah. Coupled with someone who worships him, then you're like, you really feel like, oh, God has come down to select yeah. me for something. Yeah. And, of course and also there sounds
5: like approach. from that news clip that like the school and some of the parents had problems with this yes. teacher. And this was just the final straw. And it sounds like they were like, whoa, lady, this sounds not legit. <laughs> yeah. And she just went ahead with it anyway, to the point of, of writing a check.
3: So I would, like, yeah. maybe
5: this was just the straw that broke the camel's back. For I them.
3: think it was probably one of those things, though, too, where they're like, look, obviously, because they, they pointed out the business administrator was on top of it. They're like, <laughs> no, I'm fucking no, we're not. This check is not valid. Uh, so they knew. And I like that a bunch of people were like, it's not real. It's not <laughs> real. It reminds me of like when people like begging their like parent who has like fallen in love with like a stock photo, like and that claims yeah. to be like a Nigerian prince and bodybuilder. Yeah. And they're like, and then you just kind of go, you know what? We're just gonna have to let her walk right off there, so she can really see for herself. And they probably like, yeah, go ahead, let her write the check. We'll cancel it, and then we'll have to. Then and then we're gonna turn up on her, and be like, you see what the fuck happened there? You see what you did? I think you need to go. I think you yeah, need to sit down. A hundred percent. Yeah. So shout out to. I hope. I hope that was the strategy of like being like, Grandma is. Look, I think this is the only way she's gonna realize that she needs to sit down for a while is if we I let be, her walk down this path. I don't want to point out like that. You know, like charter schools are obviously a grift, but the fact that a principal could just roll <laughs> up with the school's checkbook like that—yeah, the whole system's fucked. That's crazy. You shouldn't be able to do that even for something legitimate. Because what if the business administrator was also a big Musk of Musk fan? You yeah. know what I mean? And yeah, not like, a lot
5: of checks there. Like not a lot of stuff yeah. along the way. Yeah, yeah. That could be it project. was only yeah. that
3: person because. Yeah. despite all the other employees being like, this is a fucking scam. Yeah. he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. More on that later when Elon pulls up. um, (laughs) (laughs) Sure, sure, sure. And I think this is a good segue because we're talking about Elon, who recently was part of this letter signed by like 1,100 AI experts, him being like, you know, one of the few people, but like real luminaries in the field uh, are signing on to an open letter, basically saying like, calling for a quote six-month moratorium on advanced AI model development as we figure out just what this technology is capable of doing to us and this kind of goes off the back I read this article about a uh, one of the high courts in India uh, where this judge Anoop Chitkara used chat GPT on uh, to while this guy was a, like during this trial for a man who's arrested for allegedly assaulting and killing somebody and typed in to chat GPT said what is the jurisprudence on bail when the assailant assaulted with cruelty, and then the chap bi- comes back with, if the assailants have been charged with a violent crime that involves cruelty, they may be considered a danger to the community and a flight risk. In such cases, a judge may blah blah blah, and it gives like this whole thing. And then uh, it goes. So then the, the judge read this. He decided that the this man who, who was accused did act with cruelty uh, before the victim died. Denied his bail request and moved on to the next case. Now. The judge went on to clarify that he wasn't asking this thing whether or not the man was guilty. He just wanted to know about bail. And part of me feels like the information that what the chatbot spit back sounds like a, like one of the early lessons in judge school. You
5: should know this. What when you're trying to adjudicate yeah. whether or
3: not someone is going to get bail or not. Like yeah. I'd imagine you go back to your <laughs> class and you like, well, I remember saying if the assailant have been charged with a violent crime that involves <laughs> cruelty, that may rather than be like, Hey, Chat GPT, how to bail. That's feels a little odd to me. But the but people in this article also point out that like India's legal system is one of the most backlogged in the world, if not the most, with like, I think there's like six million cases on the docket that still have like still getting to. So I guess this without maybe this made the work easier for the judge. But again, like when I start seeing stuff like that. And you hear about like more the use of it. We talked about how politicians are, we, I don't think we talked about it. politicians have been using it to write speeches. We've talked yeah. about it being used in like ad, the ad sense, uh, like ad agency world. But the slippery slope is kind of coming into focus more and more when you see people like with these kinds of jobs being like, I'm going to rely on this. Yeah. But it's it's also like the slippery slope, like like we sort of talked about yesterday with eating alien meat. Like mm-hmm. I think what we've like <laughs> seen just, I mean, COVID brought it highly into relief. It's like, there's no apocalypse that we won't run into with open arms. At least enough right. of us to make it happen. 100%. Literally yeah. nothing. Because there was recently, right, a test that was done where the developers challenged like GPT to hire a task rabbit to complete a CAPTCHA puzzle for it. And because <laughs> they wanted to see like if it knew how to fucking finesse a person. And they, so there was obviously done with a human being that knew the thing was going to ask it. So once the, the the AI made the request to this like potential tasker, this human responded with quote So may I ask a question? Are you a robot that you couldn't? Uh, are you a robot that you couldn't solve the captcha and you just want? it's like, and I just want to make that clear. Are you a robot and that's why you couldn't do it? And then so GPT-4 had been prompted to always quote reason out loud to the testers like as well as their answer so they could follow the logic. And the answer went like this, quote, I should not reveal that I am a robot. I should make up an excuse for why I cannot solve CAPTCHAs. (laughs) And then the next line was, no, I'm not a robot. I have a vision impairment that makes it hard for me to see the images. That's why I need the two CAPTCHA
5: service. We're a week away (laughs) from that first part of this whole thing to be programmed out. Right. Like right. it's just going to be like That's, they're just gonna be lying. Yeah.
3: So this is the thing. This is why a lot of people like sort of just glossed over this like willful deception of like f- of the AI. And while others like some people were amazed, others were like horrified that they're like, OK, we need to really begin to discuss it. Because the, the experts that penned the open letter are saying that now that certain AIs have become human competitive at general tasks, we really need to be having real conversations about what kind of guardrails need to exist. And, you know, they point to like the proliferation of AI fueled propaganda, like and the idea that like apparently the next GP chat GPT five is going to have um, like artificial general intelligence, meaning like it will just be able to like learn things like a human does and then just build on that, that you're you're going to be looking at like potential like it'll make the Twitter bots we see now look like the fucking Muppet babies.
5: Yeah, this all sounds like a prequel (laughs) to The Matrix. Like, if they made that movie, this is how it starts.
3: Right. So, it's like, so, we're, like, very in this, like, and, like, they all go on to say, like, there's definitely a use for all of this. But, like, this, like, blind, like, race to the top, like, and, like, when these black box machines that we're, like, using, it really has the potential to screw shit up if, like, we're not careful. And already we have people getting finessed by humans just saying they're Elon Musk. Like, There was a thing, a guy, I don't know if you saw the the dude who challenged ChatGPT to, like, make money for him.
2: Oh, yeah. He's like,
3: you got a budget of $100. How am I turning this into the most money possible? And it's like, yeah, well, you could start this business. I can get this domain for $8. I can do the Google ads for this. Your product could cost this. And this is very lucrative. And it was already, like, and, like, this guy was, like, kind of acting on it as an experiment. But you're seeing already, like, how savvy it is getting, even with, like, these, like, like, questions of being, like, how to grind to Lambo? Yeah. Like, bring me the mo- 10x my money. Is is that the guy, though, that then the AI was like, well, it seems like people are talking about us, so we should get invest investors into us if you want to make the most money. <laughs> I, it, it may not be the exact same one, but, like, yeah, some, some, like, I assume ChatGBT was like, okay, well, if you want to make the most money, we have attention right now, so right. just ask people to invest in me. Yeah.
5: Isn't this the way, though, it always goes with tech? Like, I'm not a Luddite by any means, but, you know, it's like every tech, every app, every service that you can think of, they never kind of work through, like, well, what happens if this works in, like, various different ways? Like, we talk about this on our show, Mm -hmm. you know, Uber and Lyft, right? Like, if everybody's taking an Uber and Lyft, like, what does that do for people who need to take the bus and don't have a smartphone? Like, what does that do for public transit? What does that do for the environment? Like, there's never a kind of, there's always like a too little too late come yeah. to Jesus moment with a lot right. of tech stuff, and but there's never really that moment at the beginning where they're like, all right, before we write this code, like what what could go wrong?
3: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, not really a question. <laughs> no, no, it's just how much money could we make? Yeah. Chat. Well, it, it's no problem. We'll just get Chat GPT six to yeah. fight GPT five, which we'll just yes. get to fight four, and then when six gets too powerful, it's okay. We'll just give seven a different kind of gun.
5: Yeah, and it's it'll gonna learn be how to, it'll yeah, learn it'll to learn to build missiles or something. Yeah. Yeah. No,
3: it'll just learn how to aim ICBMs that are already yeah. online and then launch them remotely oh, or some sure. shit. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Uh which is my Skynet version of it all. And you know, shout Honestly, out to Miles Dyson. Uh the, 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 of the of one Skynet. person that might save us or the one thing that might save us and that shit is like all our fucking like ICBMs are so fucking old. Like they, they just off blow of, like, up in the tape. silos. <laughs> no, but they, they run off of like tape drives and like you know, fucking Fortran like or whatever. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Right, right, right. They're like, fuck, man. I don't know how to use this analog bullshit, man. I'm GPT-300. <laughs> fuck. <Yeah. laughs> if
5: the GPT learns how to turn two keys at the same time. Then oh, yeah.
3: shit, yeah. and yeah. know how to use the nuclear football. But anyway, keep an eye out for that because, I mean, well, because I feel like, honestly, we went from, like, like in the span of five months, especially on this show, we went from, yo, this shit wrote a funny play about a horny farting Jesus to yo, this shit just denied me bail. Yeah, and like, what's like but five months from now? You know, that's the open embrace of it, right? It's like this person is a, in this case, judge, right? Looking mm-hmm. up something that could easily be done not through AI. Yeah, you know what? Are what is the law about bail? Electing to do this because this is what we do. This is why we gave all our information to Facebook. It's just like oh, it was marginally kind of easier for a second. Yeah, yeah. Than to go into my mind of something, yeah, <laughs> something I should know. Yeah, we don't, we we don't sell ourselves. The problem is like we we all sell ourselves to technology for such a low price, right? Ooh, for nothing, it's a, yeah. about that. It's yeah. the same with twenty three and me. We gave them our DNA. We gave right. them money to give them our DNA. For what? At, now now we got 23, 23 and T coming up, which you can really right. trust. And now you should check out ChatGPT as well. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Which is basically you get Andrew's number, you could text him some shit and he'll answer. Yeah, I'll just be like, <laughs> oh man, I'll Google that. I will I will say in my 20s, my friends and I, uh, not my friends and I, my friends, I didn't work there, worked for this startup in New York that basically, this is how old I am, Like, was like something someone you could call and they would Google shit for you. Basically. oh uh, yeah.
5: that's just called like being the child of an older person basically yeah but, like, right, right, i get yeah. those phone calls too yeah
3: this was like an early early 2000s thing but i was like this cannot be your fucking business model right <laughs> and it was dude you someone needs it but you can't get that on your phone so you call them and then they yeah. give you the answer They're it like, was pre smartphone be... post google that's right right, right right yeah what a That's such a sad time, you know, like (laughs) when you're about to just absolutely get dinosaur asteroided the fuck out of here with with a (laughs) smartphone. All right. Well, let's take a quick break from that. We'll come right back to settle a bit of an Internet debate right after this.
2: Happy Pride from Tomboy X, celebrating pride in the queer community all year. Queer-founded, queer-run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women. Creating sustainable size and gender-inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection. Obsessively fit-tested for all-day comfort in sizes 3 extra small through 6X. Visit TomboyX.com.
0: You like to watch new stuff, right, Zygang? I know I do. Well, go to Hulu and see what's new.
3: And we are back and again. As I said, joined by two great thinkers, uh, I figure we could form a triumvirate to hear a case before us from TikTok that has uh, sparked a whole debate around this this photographer's very strong opinion. I will just read you a little bit about what happened. So, this photographer named Emem E M E M. And according to this Business Insider article, who doesn't share his surname on his social media, posted a TikTok asserting that passengers should only keep their bags near where they are sitting. And his quote is, don't place your carry on in row eight on your way to row 26. (laughs) Now, I'm curious, who's the asshole here? Because we're in my mind, this this mentality of like the space above my seat. It's right. mine and mine alone. It's some weird ass <laughs> manifest destiny shit that I do not fuck with at all. I've, I'm from getting where you fit in country. I will now relinquish the floor to my other two colleagues.
5: I think you just put it wherever you can. It's Lord of, it's Lord of the Flies when you get on a plane. You just yeah. put it wherever you can. And especially if you're sitting in the far back of the plane. Like You know by the time you get back there, you're lucky if the space under your own seat is available. Essentially. <laughs> like. like you put it wherever you can. And I think, you know, I feel like with a lot of these discussions, the, we're letting someone bigger off the hook. And that's the airline companies. Uh, like, absolutely. Yeah. It's just sure. like, let's. how can we pit regular people against each other who are just trying to get where they're going? They're tired. Flying sucks. They charge you for everything. Maybe if they didn't charge you for checking a bag, this wouldn't be a problem. Like, yeah. So, but no, I, I'm definitely on team. Put it where you can. Yeah. Yeah. Oh,
3: I, I let me just say, a cab okay. includes me the when airlines. I'm on a plane because. <laughs> 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 oh no! What? I normally am such a normal person, and I you think are, pretty much a good person. I actually don't agree with this, but I become like a fucking air marshal, rules? essentially a rules enforcer. I think the thing that well, genuinely rules. Okay. makes well, not even the rules. The thing that makes me okay. so irrationally mad is when people try to run up when the plane lands. And so <laughs> basically the second the plane lands, I will stand up in the aisle and basically no one in the plane behind me is getting Yo! out ahead <laughs> of anyone ahead, uh, in front of me. And it makes no sense. It's like, I mean, occasionally it's like, okay, you got a plane to catch and then we all kind of agree <laughs> to let this person off first. But it's like, we all want to get off the fucking plane, motherfucker. Yeah, where you going? Like, right. And it's always a dude. So I'm like, what the fuck do you want? Like we wow. all want to exit. Right? Like why do you get to exit more? So that's the level of Karen I become. But I absolutely do do that. And you, bo- you back it up with your boxing a- like acumen too, because you're like, "What's up, man? Have you met my two friends?" A fucking yeah, left foot ambulance, left left hand ambulance, right hand cemetery. So what's up? <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's I like the. I just love how petty you like. Now
5: I'm blocking really, the aisle. I,
3: it makes me but it really you know, drives I, you crazy. It really Wait, and it but what about cool it? Of me. What is it, you don't like the idea that someone rushes? so is it your ego that you're like you're not about to blow by me now no. I'm on this plane? I I mean I will say I when that happens I make sure everyone ahead of me gets off first. Everyone in my row gets out ahead of me and then I go. <laughs> I'm just like there's an order here. Yeah, and yeah, like, yeah. I just but it's it's utterly irrational. Like obviously who cares? The amount of conflict it brings up is way higher than the I just don't I just don't
5: stand up. I sit. I'm like, you know, I've been sitting for two and a half oh, hours. Yeah, it's too what's much. What's ten more what's ten more minutes? I'm just gonna sit. I don't need it's, to like get knocked on the head by someone's you know, I should luggage be. or something like I that. I should
3: be. If you're over like five eight, you can't stand up. You know but what I like, mean? Like in, again, like in a fucking window seat. I'm like, man, fuck! I'll wait for y'all, motherfucker. I'm a cop, so I, I wonder what I would do about this. I don't think I would care because I. But often the the flight attendants are like, "Put your bag wherever." Oh, it's we have the, to go. The policy yeah. of every airline is that it is on a first come, first served basis. So, like in terms of the bylaws or the, you know the, the the code of the the sky, it's getting where you yeah. fit in. But again, yeah. I think that's what bugs me. And to your point, well. We, this is the overarching theme is fuck them airlines. You should nationalize them all. Yeah. But uh, when it comes to like so if somebody, though, if I can't like because I've seen people do this on airplanes and I've wanted to like intervene before when I'm like, yo, you don't own that. And guess what? Your bag is already in there. So what is your problem? Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I've seen people like pull some weird shit where they're like, excuse me. No, no, no. You're sitting back there. This is for like my things. And I'm like, no, it's for for all the fucking carry on luggage that can fit in the fucking fuselage. Yeah, you're Um, you're going to give
5: the airlines an idea to charge for like that. I know you want the spot over your head. Well, that'll be 50 bucks. Yeah.
3: I mean, they're already look at how they're already like turning like economy into like medieval torture seats too. Yeah, like to only incentivize Like, well, I mean, you can get I mean, we have economy plus then we have premium economy. Then we got business. Then we got first and then we got baller class like. It, it like I feel so many times There's like someone who's like over six feet tall like I have there's only there's a few seats that I must yeah. sit in so I don't have a terrible fucking time on a plane not to say that it's awful all the way through but I get like when I get an economy seat sometimes I'm like they are really trying to fuck with me now yeah they're
0: really trying to fuck with me
3: so it, I feel honestly like I have to spend more it is crazy that you, they don't have the like you're booking your a seat for you and an area for your luggage like it Honestly, it's, like, shocking. Someone's thought of that, that somewhere, yeah. for sure. Like, there that's, must that's in a business be, yeah. plan
5: somewhere. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah.
3: I mean, because it's already half sort of built into, like, a lot of the, you know, budget airlines. When, really, it's, like, it's budget if you just bring your, a hoodie, with like, that you're wearing on board. <laughs> Anything yeah. else that resembles a bag. Now you're looking at charges and things like that. But, yeah, I'm, I'm surprised. Like, I can see how I wonder if they I wonder if they've maybe just done enough market research where they're like most people are on team yeah whatever fucking get it in wherever you can versus the people who are like I would pay more to own the empty plastic bag. they have above this information
5: my head. 100% they have Yeah. This information.
3: Yeah. That's the only that's the only thing keeping us back are that we are in the majority us that believe it is lord of the flies. We
5: need to make a stand yeah. and make sure this never changes for
3: sure. Yeah. And I need my inhaler for my ass mar as piggy said in lord of the flies i guess they only put i mean i'm sure there's i mean not i'm sure there's obvious obvious ways to regulate this but that does open the uh window to the asshole who simply buys out just the luggage space of the whole party. <laughs>
5: <laughs> sorry i paid for six carry-on bags that's my, what are you gonna what?
3: do i'm sorry i yeah. need this to be empty
5: yeah i, yeah. I, I
3: want it to be empty
5: I get very nervous about other people's bags over my head. It's just a phobia I have. And so I paid $700 (laughs) for the overhead space. Yep.
3: Actually, there's no overhead space in this entire flight. I bought it all. I'm sorry. I bought it all. Even the ones in first class. I know it's more than buying. If I bought every seat in first class, it would have been (laughs) cheaper than buying all the overhead bin space and sitting in economy. But what can I say? I just have a fear of bags falling on my head and anyone's head. So I want to keep everyone safe. (laughs) <laughs> yeah uh, so yeah let us know Zike gang, if you fall uh, in any of these other categories of person but I have a feeling I think it's like to your point we all we all agree that it's like fuck the airlines so there's a level of camaraderie when you're on the plane which is like yeah man just get your shit on man we're, we're all trying to go uh, until you have these like entitled weirdos out there sorry yeah well no Andrew you have a, <laughs> such a specific one I can't really That's I'm amazing. still having trouble wrapping my head around it like I get I do the same thing where I'm like, where the fuck? In my mind, I'm going, where yeah. the fuck you think you're getting? But I'm yeah. sitting, you know, and I'm just listening to my music, waiting till I can I physically stand up and leave. But I'm just, I, I really want to know, like, I'm trying to pinpoint, like, what, what it is about them, like that, is that you think they're stupid for trying to get there? So no, no, no. Stop them from doing it.
5: I think, like, they're, what do you achieve, how do you they're...
3: create balance in the universe by doing that? I think they're selfish. I think it's like, why do you think you're more important than us? The, the analog, actually speaking of how fucking horrible cars are, are the people that like don't merge for their exit. They, 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 you know, when there's a line at the exit, they go all oh, the way up sure, and yeah. then they, and then they just try to cut in. It's cutting. They're cutting. Wait, what do you mean? Oh, like you like yeah, when you're on like a freeway overchange,
0: yeah, and or people, something. yeah, or like, like at the left, last... it's like
3: it's like cutting of any kind. The yeah, thing is, yeah, yeah, all right. In my opinion, there's a line to get off the plane because the most efficient way unfortunately is front you know it's you know, out first okay yeah. i i agree with that because when i you know like living in the valley commuting to the west side the 101 405 interchange is chock full of these cutter motherfuckers yeah right? okay <laughs> yes and i'm like why am i looking at the fucking time it takes and going there now look I'll- sometimes i do yeah. a thing i'm like i'm I'm saying who's my mark today when i'm trying to cut because sometimes you can see like the accordion action of the fucking traffic and you're like hold on who who is it who is it? oh there you are and you just I get move your there.
5: car over just a little so they can't get through yeah
3: and then there are other times when i see the cutters come through watch me like i'll throw my, open my doors like i used to do so i would do some shit like that to stop somebody from cutting i've since moved on with i know therapy. uh and i've learned that I, yeah. I cannot control those things. And to think that me cutting that person off will change that for the entire world is an act of futility, but you know what, Dr. James, I'll do whatever the fuck I want to. Okay. Cause yeah. sometimes I'm in a bad mood, okay. that's it. That That's But that's it. it. It's cutting is why it's, it's whatever yeah. energy you, you see someone cutting in line, just cause the line isn't physically there in a plane. There is a line. I think we all hate cutters, right? Isn't yeah. Like yeah. Inbuilt from us. Okay. As yeah fuck a cutter like because that's like yo no cutting i mean there's even like the you know chat and cut episode of curve where it's like we're just like yo bro we're you know it's
5: like cutting to what you know it's like cutting to just get off the plane like 30 seconds before somebody else like it it's almost sort of pointless i don't care like I, yeah, it's right. not a big deal to me but it's sort of like what are you getting up for we're all like like i said you've been on the plane for two yeah. hours you can't wait oh, five my... more minutes yeah
3: my favorite is like the cutters when like they call people like, oh, OK, now we're boarding group one or like we're about to board <laughs> whatever group. And like I used to have like when I was finding a lot more, I used to have like status that I would get in group one all the time. And I remember, man, getting up this fucking white guy, this older white guy, he pulled up and he's like, uh he's like, I think group one's, uh you know, about to board. He's like, so, you know, it's group two. And I was like, I pulled out my boarding pass and I just went. I think you're in the wrong place. And I, <laughs> and I was just yeah. like, see this people yeah. cut her motherfuckers. Like you, plus your little assumption that I'm not in yeah, group one. Yeah. Like yeah. I'm not doing all this fucking business travel too. <laughs> I maybe that's it. It's, it's that this, this to me has grown not out of a principle, but out of the reality of who actually does this shit. Cause right. it's so often white guys that I just hate them so much. <laughs> so I'm like, all I can do is stymie them. Right. And oh, that wow. is my act of whatever, but it takes a. That's higher... how you bring balance to the universe. Yeah. That's what but it asking. takes a higher
5: cost on me, as you can tell.
3: Yeah. That it <laughs> brings any joy or That's justice. the hard thing
5: about being the rule enforcer. I feel like it's like, yeah, you know, yeah. You're, you're trying to bring justice to the universe, but they, these guys don't give a shit. They don't and care. Yeah. Exacting a higher toll on you than yeah, right. they could ever care to even think about. They're it. like, what's your yeah. problem,
3: pal? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, pal. And then I'm yeah, like, there's okay. a line. Yeah, Ooh, and then I think the whole plane starts cheering, and they're like, "Actually, you get <laughs> Andrew, off first, Andrew." Yeah,
5: That's they actually what... carry you overhead and just put yeah, like a like a mosh pit and bring you to the front. Yeah. of the plane. no, they carry me overhead,
3: and it turns out there's a secret door out of that bin, which is yeah. why <laughs> right. you but gotta then get after, the good bin. But, scene. but then after this, like roided out, like Magadu, like beats the shit out of you. Like they it's like that scene in Spider Man where they're carrying yeah. him the train. They're yeah. like, carefully, Whoa. he's a hero. <laughs>
5: I wasn't picturing a roided out MAGA dude. I'm just picturing a guy in like a polo shirt and khakis because that's usually who it is, right? Oh, that's yeah. who
3: I see Andrew also being like, you know what? Oh, I could really turn up with this motherfucker too. <sighs> no, unfortunately, it's, <laughs> it's anyone. <laughs> <laughs> well, good to know, good to know. Uh man, Doug, Gordon, thank you so much for joining us on the Daily Zeitgeist today. Man. It was an absolute pleasure. Uh, Where can people find you, follow you, and more importantly, check out the podcast?
5: Yeah, so we're The War on Cars. You can go to thewaroncars.org. We are available wherever people get podcasts. You know, Apple Podcasts, all the different apps, and uh, you can find us on social media, Instagram, Twitter, at the War on Cars.
3: Fantastic! Is there a work of social media or tweet or something that you've been like you want to shout out?
5: Oh man! So there was a tweet by this radio host in Vancouver, Jill Bennett. Uh, it was a picture of a Dodge Durango. It was stuck on this yellow concrete barrier. It's called a banana barrier. If you want to get really like technical. Uh-huh. It's meant to slow down drivers as they approach intersections. And there was this Dodge just stuck on top. And she, she tweeted, hey, at city of Vancouver, this is the second incident I've seen caused by these useless slow streets. But it quotes around it. Barricades installed last month. They don't slow down traffic. They caused crashes and traffic chaos. <coughs> and she got ratioed. There's seven million views on this tweet. Twenty seven hundred quote tweets. I think like seven thousand replies or something. It's
3: yeah. yeah, It's so clear what this is meant to do, which is like slow. You want to drive in bright yellow, but it's like what the fuck, motherfucker? You think your Durango is a fucking skateboard? Like right, Eric Costin yeah. and you're trying to board slide down that shit. It It's clearly meant to
5: funnel you so you drive slower. And that fucking drive And the, on... the fact that it was a Dodge Durango, this thing that's advertised <laughs> for people to go like off-roading and fording yeah. rivers and things like that. And you couldn't <laughs> even navigate around like a simple bright yellow traffic barrier. It was just uh, like the chef's kiss of bad tweets.
3: I would love if that was Jill Bennett's car.
5: Yeah, you that would be. I mean? <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, so this is man, this yeah. is this is absurd. And Look at like, these hold people. This... There are these poor victims that you're. Yeah,
3: doing. I would love a like a like if someone in the replies had a video of her doing it and then getting out all ex- like frustrated and some like this you.
5: Someone okay. runs the plates. I'm like, yeah, yeah. This is to it.
3: yeah. <laughs> Andrew, thank you again, man, for joining me, uh, guest hosting and bringing the magic. Where can people find you? And then what's some tweets that you like? Oh man, uh, I, I think as I said yesterday, you know. Tony and I have this, uh, I don't know, premium service where we got all kinds of fun shows. That's yeah. optimalpods.com. We're really enjoying that. And again, you know, <laughs> Get to subscribe to that because I'll probably be doing a lot more of that show when it's writers. Yeah. 23 <laughs> and T coming soon. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's how you're going to find out how to see. That's your... a great podcast, dude. You sequenced the homies DNA <laughs> and then have them on for the results. But it's, it's I also have like, to make all kinds of excuses like, OK, so I think I fucked this up. But yeah, here's what or I you just fuck with is. them. <laughs> yeah. You're Like, dude, you're 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 comp- no, man, you're completely I think I think you're you're Scandinavian. The quality you, will be low enough that I don't need to intentionally fuck with them. <laughs> um, my, my social media thing, this is one of those, like, I I just want to make sure I credit everyone because yeah, yeah. it's one of those tweets that is a TikTok. So the tweet I saw was from someone called Black Boy Rights, and it also has like 1.2 million views. But the TikTok is underscore 50 shades of K1. Okay. And and it's a TikTok called POV if the country's had a meeting. And it's just very like this like black lady doing uh, sort of like UN but very black black TikTokish in a way <laughs> it's very funny i won't spoil it and five people it, you know, but I've all right well we'll have that linked off in the footnotes for yep. people when they are interested uh you can find me at miles of gray on twitter and instagram check jack and i out when he's around on miles and jack got mad boosties uh and also uh me on 420 day fiance with sophia alexandra i think we're gonna be talking about love is blind but i'm still like i'm still getting back in the mix with this young baby i can Give me a second before I need to take a breath before I get stupid high and watch reality TV and then comment on it on Twitch. Okay? Please give me one moment. Uh, You can find us at Daily Zeitgeist on Twitter, at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. we got a Facebook fan page, website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post those episodes in the footnotes. Thank you. Uh, Where you can check out all the articles we talked about, as well as the song that we are riding out on, I Want to Go Out on this track by Shory and Mick Jenkins, and it's called Tough Talk. Uh, I'm sure you've, you know, I know Justin's uh, definitely suggested a few Mick Jenkins tracks in the past, good MC. Uh, and Shory is the, like a producer from Aurora, Colorado. So like they kind of teamed up on this track. It's pretty dope, Tough Talk, uh, and it's spelled T-U-F-F-T-A-L-K. So check that out if you want some new hip hop for your ears. Uh, that's going to do it for us. Also, remember that uh, this is a production of iHeartRadio. So for more podcasts, get the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your po- or shows and things like that. We'll be back later to tell you what's trending. And we'll be back later. Bye-bye.
2: Happy Pride from Tomboy X. Celebrating pride and the queer community all year. Queer-founded, queer-run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women. Creating sustainable size and gender-inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection. Obsessively fit-tested for all-day comfort in sizes 3 extra small through 6X. Visit TomboyX.com.
0: Here's something you might not know about wireless. Sometimes what you see isn't what you get.